Welcome to Real Estate Unscripted, where each week we connect no-nonsense, let's-get-it-done realtors and lenders from across the country who want to grow our businesses and stay motivated with timely topics and experts in our fields. I'm your host, Marjorie Adam. Let's get started. Let's go, Haley. What are we talking about today? Oh, I'm so excited. You know, this is one of my favorite topics of all time, and it's our goal planning, goal setting webinar, where we kind of do a deep dive on all the things that we want to review as we come up to the end of each year and kick off a new one. You and I have done this for how many years now? Many, like 15? Many, many. And it's so fun, right? Because we get to close out the chapter, learn from everything that happened, and then take those pieces of wisdom and create the plan for the new year. So I love it. Yeah. I think it's also great because, you know, you celebrate a little. It's been a great year. Fantastic. It's been a tough year. Okay. Because guess what? Here comes January 1, clean slate, start all over, right? So you get your celebration, you get your little mini pity party, a few hours that you can lament, and then you got to get your stuff done. Yep. Pull it back together and make a plan. You go. That's what we're doing. So, so let's jump off. I know that we talked about, we both do very similar goal planning days and weeks when we come up towards, you know, Q4 of every year. Uh, today, we're going to go through some of our favorite chunks. And then I know you and I talked about, we're just going to kind of share our best practices that we do with ourselves personally and with our teams. So I'll kick it off. You know, I I always think that setting a theme for your new year, picking a one word theme, it could be, you know, could be a couple of words, but ideally a one word theme for your year that you really think about and be intentional about through every one of your goals. For me, I've noticed over the years, it helps keep me consistent and on track and we can all help with a little consistency, right? Like that's one of our, our challenges in life as a whole is to remain consistent. Um, the the setting new habits and defining what new habits we want to really integrate into our new year. I love doing that as well. Our personal accomplishments. You know, I think we we naturally tend to, in all of our coaching, especially and on our teams, we really go to the business and we go to the numbers and the units and the volume and all of that is very important. And our personal habits and our personal accomplishments are equally as important because if we're not taking care of ourselves as a person, we're not going to be our best selves when we're in a business, right? Absolutely. So really like identifying, I don't know how many you do, but I typically do like, okay, three personal accomplishments that I'm going to do in every year. And you know, you and I talk all the time, oddly enough, when you set that and you put it on a vision board and you put it on your goal list, somehow it tends to happen at the end of each year. Like you said this year, your personal accomplishments were to do your travel. And how many amazing trips have you checked off this year? I'm about to go my third. I got to do Alaska, which was on my vision board. I just got back from Greece and I'm going to Australia and New Zealand and so in one year and this year of all years, but incredible. Yeah, it's incredible. You get older, right? You got to get it. You got to get them in. Yes. And you know, if you don't intentionally plan it, it's not going to happen, right? Life takes over. So congrats on that. That's a big deal. And then one other thing that I like to review, and, and I know you do the same, is really just kind of doing a review every year and looking in the rearview mirror of where did I see energy vampires show up in my life and business? And those energy vampires might be relationships we need to address. They might be habits of our own that we're being our own demise. They might be patterns within our business we haven't taken care of or handled. Like there's so many things that can really drain our energy, but to get aware of them and then to create a strategy around, okay, how are we changing in the new year is a really big deal in my practice. Yeah. I think the funny thing too, is we got to realize that sometimes the energy vampire is us, right? Like I think we're really good at going, 
it's that person on the team or it's this person at the office or it's this person in the family. And sometimes you got to kind of turn around and go, oh, you know, sometimes no, I'm the energy vampire. Sometimes when I freak out about where sales are coming from, I'm the energy vampire. So what do we need to do to make, to make sure it's not us while we're really good at identifying all the other ones? Such a good point. Such a good point. Yeah, it is. How do you guys typically kick off or you personally, you know, before you meet with the team, is there a process that you go through personally before you jump off and have a big goal setting meeting? Yeah. So it's a lot of preparation. So depending on, so let's say it's the entire team, then we're going to meet and we will do several sessions. We used to try to pack them all into one and it was just overwhelming. And we get so like, we'll talk about the SWAT. We get so stuck in the SWAT that we didn't get to the team position. So for me, any team members you have, they need to be really going through all their processes. So contract to close is going through the checklist and the process. How did this year go? Where were the sticky points? Where were the celebration points? What opportunities did we miss? You know, they're really looking at that. So if it's listing management, what do we need to add to be give better service to the selling clients? What do we need to do that? Again, there's this, this, they, they keep asking this question, one more video here, or, Hey, I think we can do a better job here. So I think each team member position before your meeting for their part of the meeting, when you, when you schedule these out has to be prepared and also their numbers. Like if it's the listing manager, how many listings did we take? How, where did those leads come from? Cause they track that. What was our goal? What, what could we do better? Where do we need to really generate more leads? And then same thing, contract to close. Well, this went really well. You know what? These fell through here. We said we were going to close this many. We closed this many. Here's some ideas I have on some things that, you know, new sources we should be looking at. So that's lead gen is the key, right? So I think every person, and then me, I'm kind of up here. I'm looking at the P&L and I'm looking at the money and I'm looking at we're going to talk about this form, but the end of the year lead tracker, I have to complete. I do that myself because I think if you can assign it, I mean, some of the math you can assign, but frankly, when I own it and I'm filling it in, I really pay more attention than when something's handed to me. So it's really making sure that we're clear. So when we sit down, it's not, well, how many did we close? I think we closed. No, that's, that's not going to get you where you need to go. Right. You need to know exacts. Yes. And, you know, something that I've noticed to your point, when we personally sit down and we review the data, we're a whole lot more bought into the goals and the changes that we're committed to making in the new year. It, yeah. It's there's something that clicks and you go, oh, a little bit of self-accountability here is needed. But I think also we as team leaders, right? So if we're not as involved in contract to close, let's say, um, yes, we're making our calls. We know the process. We create the list. But if we're not doing it in the day to day, we can come up with some ideas that might be great or that in theory might be wonderful. Like we had an idea we were going to deliver champagne at one point. I was like, this is a great idea, champagne or non-alcoholic to the buyer, let's say. Well, it was a nightmare because it's like one of them lives here and one of them lives here and we missed this opportunity. And just so it just sort of got by the wayside. A better idea was to get something sent to them. So it's like we have these ideals and then practice that works. So making sure that we're really tuned into the person doing the work, we're not trying to add things that sound like a great fun idea that are just a nightmare to implement, right? So right. that totally. buy support. Yeah, the team's perspective on everything really does matter. Yeah, it does. Well, I know that when we kick off our meetings, to your point, you cannot fit it all into one day, right? You do have to break it down. And so one of our first days that we do as a team is a SWOT analysis. And I also think it's super important, and I personally do this and teach all of my agents, we do a SWOT analysis as a team, but then each of us do a SWOT analysis individually. 
And it's so interesting when you take the quiet time to sit down and do a SWAT for yourself, how much you realize and how your perspective shifts to your point on, you know, are you being your own energy vampire? Like doing a personal SWAT, it's a pretty good magnifying glass. So I, I really love kicking off with the SWAT because it gives you the ability to look at what's working and what's not working. Right. And, and to just have those transparent conversations with the team and with yourself. Yeah. And I think so just in case someone hasn't done it, a SWOT analysis is strengths, weaknesses, opportunities and threats. And I think people get a little confused, too. It's like, oh, strengths. Are those my strengths or team strengths? It's both. So I think when each team member is doing strengths, I think it needs to be my personal strengths that I bring to the team. Then it's strengths of the team. Right. So I think it's how do we operate all together and how are do my strengths work with the team? Because I think people are like, wait, team strengths, personal strengths, it's both. Right. Yes. So strengths are and then you realize sometimes we're not utilizing everyone's like there might be a team member who's got these strengths that we're just not really taking advantage of. And then weaknesses is important. Now, weaknesses is hard because I think weaknesses is honest. Right. So weaknesses is personal as well as team leaders. So this yep. is to be negative. This isn't meant to start a problem. But as a team leader or whoever is running this. The weaknesses have to be honest. And this is where you need to really hold it in. Now, again, we're not going to be like, you always do this, but it can't just be it's So it's weaknesses in systems, it's weaknesses in processes, but it's also weaknesses in, hey, Marjorie, you know, when you come in every morning for the team member, the team meeting, you kind of are, you're in a hurry and you're a little negative. And that just sort of sets the tone for the meeting. That's a weakness. Now I made that yeah. up, but I'm just saying, so I think that they need to be honest and in weaknesses, hey, my skill set on this isn't as strong. I need more help, but I need you to spend more time with, right? I need you when we implement something, a weaknesses, you just expect us to learn it and I need more time. So that has to be a super honest, really Absolutely. honest conversation. Yeah. Opportunities yeah. are, again, personal growth, team growth, classes, you know, lead generation systems, but it's also market opportunity. Frankly, no one thinks of this. This market's an opportunity. Everyone's like, who are you kidding? It is. A lot of people are going to leave. A lot of things yep. are going to happen. Haley and I'll be yep. talking to you about that some other time. What are the opportunities, right? Yep. So, and then be honest on the threats too. Threats are internal and external. So they are, they are. And threats, I always like to explain when, when we do these threats are something that we might have some control over them if they're internal, but a lot of them are external that we cannot control. Yep. So the threat boxes is a really big box for us to also just raise our awareness of the things that are going on and then create strategies internally for how we're going to address those things that really could be a threat that we cannot change, right? It's we're going into an election year. Who knows who the president's going to be, right? Whatever. Yeah, Inventory shortage, interest rates, the commission structure that's changing, which everyone better be paying attention to. Those are all massive threats. So right. I can't change the interest rate. I'd be a billionaire. I can't change the economy. I can't change the president. Um, I can vote, but that's all the power I have. But the point is, how do we work through and around them? Educate, right? So right. how do we turn an, a threat into an opportunity? Absolutely. One of the things that we always do when we, we kick off the SWAT with the team is I remind everybody that we are setting a container to do a SWAT, which means giving everyone permission to be transparent and show their, their true thoughts and communicate about it. And also giving everyone a level of understanding to not take anything personally if someone else shares something. And I think that's a really big thing to do when you're doing it with the team, because otherwise people will not be honest. And to your point, if we can't have honesty, then we're not really going to be able to do a full review to set really strong goals going forward. Yeah, no, it is hard because it is, you've got to be super vulnerable 
and understand that it's all meant to improve. But again, if a threat is contract to close, right, which that person's going to be like, hey, that needs to, that doesn't seem to be very consistent. Well, that person's going to be really mad, but it's like, okay, that means we need to tweak the system. Maybe that person needs more help, right? There are solutions that aren't just, Haley, you did this wrong, but it is, it is tough and it can get very, like, especially you got a bunch of D's and, or strong personalities who are like, well, you didn't, it's like, right. Yeah. I think that's collaborate together. Right. So the next thing that we do on our team is we take a separate day where we do like a personal day. And in that day, we do the seven boxes of life exercise, which everybody can find on the internet. It's a really popular, long-standing exercise where you basically go through and you do a review for every important box of life and where are you now and where do you want to be in 12 months? And it's our personal finances, our self-care, our family, our spiritual box. You know, it's it's everything in life that makes us a whole human. I love doing that. And then I don't know, I can't remember what you guys do on your team, but we backdoor that with a big vision board planning session. Yeah. So it's the- so fun and so insightful. It's for years. It's funny. I was like, oh, the vision board's kind of hokey, right? And it's like, but it's it's so funny that I did one and really my vision board all happened this year. So it's like, oh. so I think, yes, timing those up. And again, this is this is a positive, specific exercise, right? I think we set these boxes of life and too many people are like, I'll lose weight, right? And it's like, oh, okay, so specific. I'll lose 10 pounds by July 15th, right? And then here's the steps to make those happen. So I think we're trying to set specific attainable goals, right? Not just throwing something on paper because it says I got to fill this in. So I think it's then what's the plan behind it. The best part about it too, is how can we hold each other accountable to it, right? Like if Haley says, I got to go to the gym four times a week, I'm never doing it. How can we help that happen? So if I manage Haley's calendar, I'm going to blow, nope, Haley, you're not doing appointments anymore at this time. Cause you got to be at the gym and someone okay. else can say, Hey, I'm going to go with you, right? Like how do we help each other attain these goals? you know, to make the changes we want to see. Yeah, it's, it's so true. And, you know, to your point, the vision board, it's actually fun. You know, it's all part of that, that woo woo manifesting what you want in your life. Right. But when you put it out and you put it on a vision board and you put it on your closet door, your office door, wherever you're going to see it every single day, somehow it just magically all starts to happen, which is the goal. So uh, the seven boxes of life, I think is a really, it's a really fun and important end of the year goal planning practice to go through. I'm not um, share it with your family, right? So I think this is something yeah. that like some people will do at Thanksgiving and then I will do with the kids and the family. And then, so again, team members amongst the team, but it's something they can take home as well and share with extended family, friends. You can do a group, like if you do a, a book club or a wine club or whatever the club is, a coffee club, you could do the, the boxes of life with them too. Yeah, it's super fun. Yeah, that's a great idea. So then we get into reviewing the things that have to do with the business and financials, right? So the next one for us is really deep diving into our financial review. And, you know, you and I talk all the time. That is that is our business financial review with our pay log and our P&L and our quarterly reports and taxes and all of those things. And it's also our personal budgets, right? It's all of our personal finances and our savings and how much giving did we do this year and did we hit those goals? So doing a whole once over, I don't know if you have any specific practices that you do. I personally meet with my bookkeeper and my CPA. I do that every single quarter, but at the end of the year, it's a much deeper dive into, okay, where, where are we at? How did we do? What do we need to change? Um, 
What do you guys do? So it's interesting. I, I'm very like old school, right? Like I'm a note taker. I'm a paper person. So yes, I get my quick books, quick books reports and I meet with Melinda and she says, you know, your profit is this and you spent more here or anything. And I'm like, oh, um, and of course I do my profit and loss and pay log and my personal budget, but I will literally do a deep dive into the personal budget as well and go into the, you know, the, the quadrants of spending and say, okay, this seems to still be too high or why am I paying for Disney plus when no one's watching it? So it's really, you know, do we need Netflix? Yes, we probably do, but really paying attention to, and then meeting with your family about it, because I think just doing it by yourself is not effective. Your whole, you know, your spouse or your partner or whoever adult kids, it's good for them to know as well. And then say, okay, do we, do we, should we cut some of these subscriptions? You know, do we need to do this? I need to pay this off. So I think it's a deep dive but it's also just because you've done something doesn't mean you keep doing it, right? That's the biggest thing too. If it's if it's especially at work right now, I mean, we got to be really, really balancing our expenses. That's why the end of the year lead tracker, which we're going to get into, is super important as well when you're doing all this. Absolutely, and I know that's a form that you have really mastered. So after we do a financial review and we really look at everything, then. Next, in our next webinar that we spoke about, we're really going to deep dive into, okay, now let's set our business and our agents up for success. And that includes the end of the year lead tracker. And, you know, personally, I don't work off of your form, so I'm excited for you to share about it. But every year, I always have done a review of where did our leads come from? What source is feeding us the most? What source are we not paying enough attention to? What source has the strongest closing conversion? What source has the highest average commission paid per deal, right? Like there's a lot of data in that. And I know you have this amazing form. So yeah, tell, tell us about it. You know, I'll share it with everyone. I got it from someone else, frankly. So, but so every year about this time, so I always do them in November and then complete them in December because generally December is not such an amazing, you know, I don't usually get 600 leads in December. So therefore, but you could really do it every month as well. That's a secret, but really it breaks down the pillars of business. So the top of the form really is from the lead tracking and it's from each source, how many leads you get per month to start. So current client referrals, how many did I get January, February, March, every month, then it's how many did I convert? So how many did I get? How many did I convert? And then you really see your true conversion ratio because everyone says, oh, I, I, I convert 90% of my leads. You do not. You might convert you know, 90% of your past client referrals. You do not yeah. convert 90% of your cold leads and everything. And so it's going to give you a very true conversion rate per source, especially important for the sources that, you know, let's say it's VIPs. You got to really be paying attention to how am I doing with those? How can I ask for more, generate more, take better care of them? But frankly, if you buy leads of any sort, this is where it's super important. So let's, we'll use Zillow, I'm not picking on them. If you buy Zillow leads, you got to know how many you got because people are like, oh, I don't record the bad ones. Well, that's a bad idea because if I got a hundred bad ones and two good ones, I think, oh, I got two good ones, but you got a hundred bad ones. So you've got to be tracking the leads in and the conversion and the money spent, right? And so- it's a very clear indicator and things will flip-flop. Some years I'm like, wow, last year we got way more past clients, but we did really well with our past client referrals this year. And it tends to switch, which is interesting. Now, of course, past clients are going to live there a lot longer. We got to pay attention to that. But business leads, cold leads, if I'm farming, farming has to be its own category, right? So everything that we do, and then the bottom is where the rubber meets the road. It's from those converted leads, how much you made, and then how much you're making per transaction, per source. And I think we realized very quickly, wow, 
I'm not, you know, and you can compare year to year when you've done these. Wow, I got so many more business referrals last year than this year. Why? Why? Then I know from, then you've done the research. So I know Bill Smith maybe gave me five last year and one this year. Okay, did, did I, I need to meet with Bill Smith or Bill Smith maybe just didn't have the clients this year, but we've got to have that level of knowledge. I need to know how many leads I got to, you know, get a month. How do I convert them? How many do I convert? What do I make? What do yes. I need to pay attention to? Because we're talking yes. goal setting. Again, just because something's worked, if you're not paying attention, it's shocking, even for someone who pays that much attention to say, wait a minute. I thought yep. we were way ahead in those this year, or we did way better closing those. Yep. So it's an important, important form. Because if you're going to start your planning, everything is based on leads, right? Like I need leads. I need to generate them even more importantly than convert them. Still important to generate them. And then how much am I making on them? Because if I've got to plan a system and structure around that, I better be clear on this information. Absolutely. Especially when we're in shifting markets, right? We have to have the data to be able to pivot the strategy at any point in time based on the needs of the market and the business. Yep. And if we're not collecting that accurate data and actually monitoring, as you said, is is 100 leads coming in worth $3,000 a month if we're closing two every six months? Well, you need to make that decision based on your financial reports. And they're yeah. actually just upping. So right, Zillow is now taking 40% of commission. So something to pay attention. And again, look, here's the thing. If you're listening to this and you're like, I'm killing it on Zillow, I'm not telling you to stop. Anyway, right. I, I make all my money door knocking, keep hitting the doors. What right. I'm saying is if you're spending 10,000 a month and you realize, wait a minute, I made $4,000 this year, that's not a good way to do it, right? So Correct. The numbers and your numbers, not my numbers, not Haley's numbers, your numbers and what you're spending that matters. And, you know, the numbers, you and I know this, the numbers don't lie, right? We can all tell ourselves stories of how great this source is. But when you look at the data, the data is what the data is. Yep. So it's it's so important. And I think it's also why there is not one year that goes by that I do this review and I don't realize something that I did not see for the past 12 months. There's not one year. You're paying attention. I mean, I would say I have my, look, I have my lead trackers still on paper. We, we, we coach this stuff. I'll just show you. These are my lead trackers. This is a bunch yep. of this year's cold and warm lead trackers. This is the ones I need to follow up on end of the year. I talk about this, right? Before I do yep. my, this form, these are the people that are still out there that I'm converting in some way, shape or form or said, let's wait till spring. This yep. is what we do. It's right here. And then That's it goes sense. into this end of year form, right? And I think yep. even though I do this to this level, I'm still like, what? I thought I made way more farming that, you know what I mean? Yes. You still, yes. when faced with it, get this information. So, and again, people are like, oh, I do it in this format. I get it. And I have wise agent and all the things too. But when I do yep. it, this, it's really reality. So. Yep. 100%. The numbers don't lie. They don't. So after we do all of these reviews, then what we personally do, and I know you guys do something similar, but we then start to define for the new year, what do we want to measure? Because we all know what we measure is exactly what improves. And so like for this year, I'll tell you, my team and I are talking about really starting to measure how many appointments are we setting? How many appointments are actually happening once they're set? How many appointments are we getting a agreement signed at the end of the appointment, right? How many contracts are we writing versus how many are we closing? There's there's some nuances to those pieces of activity that we've never really measured consistently. And so we're making decisions to change some of those things that we're measuring. And it doesn't mean we're not still measuring our activity, right? Outbound calls, 
thank you cards, all of the face to faces, like we're still measuring those. But I think at the end of each year, once you review all this data and once you do your SWOT, once you look at all the numbers and you do the, the year end lead tracker review, you then get to go, okay, so what data could we actually use at the end of next year? That's going to continue to teach us so much more about how to change our strategy where we need. Yeah. So I'm sure, I know you guys do something yeah. similar, right? We do. I mean, I track, I mean, I track contracts written, right? By contract date, of course we track closings, but I also like to see activity year per year because yes. I also have like amnesia, right? I'll be like, nothing happens in November and, you know, or October. And we wrote like nine things in September, right? right. So it's like, oh, well, that was busy, right? So it's like where it was dead in August, like our yeah. August was like crickets, and I thought, yeah, well, yeah. oh, because it should have picked up. So I think this is important to know so I can trend year after year. So yeah, yeah, we I track average dollar per you know transaction. That's super important. I track my contract dates, my closing dates, how many listing appointments I go on, how many I want to go on. There's so many data pieces that are part of our goals. Yeah, and they're so important. And I love that you brought that up because lately we've been talking about, I always do year over year and I actually do year over the past two years. Yep. However, because we are now outside of COVID, I'm actually going back to 2019 because our COVID numbers, we all know, are not reality, right? They're not. Maybe we can keep it up and great if you can, but my team isn't, right? We are now in the middle between 2019 and this year, and we are in the average. And that's really good information to know, right? Because if our business has gone down, are we being our own energy vampire by comparing our numbers year over year to COVID? Because that doesn't make any sense, right? So yeah, if COVID you, and 3% interest rates, those, those exactly, are- Exactly, right. I think, you know, and the lenders too, right? They're in that boat where it's like, I sold this many this year. It's like, mm-hmm. And the refis, I mean, everyone and their mom went to a 3% interest rate. So they were slammed. Now- you know, we're at eight. So yeah. it's a little different. So I think yeah. that is, but again, the metrics are important to, to set the goals and our activity levels. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So in order to set ourselves up for success for goal setting, you and I have just gone over the key main points of all the data and all the information that we need to personally and as a team, if we have one, do a review on. Then in our next webinar, we're going to go through the details and the specifics for the business side of how to actually set all these different metrics up. So uh, I, I know that you and I talked about uh, after we do this review, the key question to ask ourselves is now really how bad do we want this? Yeah. What are we willing to commit to in order to now create the new year and go after exactly whatever it is that we each say we want? And you And you had a really good comment to that. Okay. Yeah. You were like, it's the no BS year. Like yeah, so get out of your own way. Well, yeah. I mean, I think I was like, I did. I think, look, what's the theme for 2024 we talked about? And so I think it's, you know, lace them up, no BS. I, you know, 40 to 50% of realtors have and are disappearing, which will be a fact, especially when we get very specific on if anyone's yep. not paying attention to the commission lawsuits, you better be. And we're going to be coaching you on that moving forward. But if your theme isn't like, look, I ain't going down. This ship ain't going down. And and I really, so again, won't cuss on here, but no BS or let's go. These, it's, it's time. It's time to put a rally call. So to me, it's that's got to be the theme, which means if we are like, I got this, I'm going to take this, I'm going to take, I mean, you know, I'm going to take over, then 
think about everything we talked about, then my habits, if I don't have those, I'm going to kick ass and take names in 2024, then my habits better show that. Then right. my activities better show that. Then my attitude. And so, you know, for me, it's like, what are you reading? What are you learning? What are you like? Haley and I are both talking about the conferences we're about to go to. I'm going to one tomorrow. Haley's going to one beginning of December. I'm going to go to Inman in January because I think it's going to be really important. What learning are you putting in place? Who who are you listening to? What podcasts are you listening to, right? Like what information are you paying attention to? So how badly do you want to accomplish it? Like to me, it's a it's an 11 because it has to be right? Like I'm just, 100%. I am not allowing the election year economy, interest rates, commission activities. That's just not going to be in control of, of my career. It's just not. Right. Right. So as we wrap up and encourage everybody watching today to go pull out all of these forms, if you're part of Realign, you've got access to every single one of these yep. templates do the work, right? Do the review, do the work because it's going to set us up for success so much more. And we're going to be in charge of our direction, which is going to make our personal well-being so much happier. And we'll have the ability to really find joy as we navigate all the things that are going on in the world into the new year. Agreed. So we'll make sure they have, I mean, we have a SWAT, you know, we can share a SWAT, the seven boxes of life. I'm sure you and I have one, or they can go online. Yes. Um, the end of your lead tracker will share the one, your business plan. All these things are those things you need to be working on your profit and loss and personal budgets. You should be working on. So, I yes. mean, a lot of those you should have access to, but we'll make sure Haley has all of those things to share with everyone. So you can get these things done. Yep. Happy goal setting guys. That's right. Get it done. No excuses. I will say. Going into 2024, no excuses, right? I don't want to hear the whiny wine wines. Let's get it done. So that's what our goal is for 2024. So join us and we're going we're gonna to continue and take over next year. Thanks, Marjorie. I'll see you next time. See you next time. Real Estate Unscripted is sponsored by Alcova Mortgage. Alcova is committed to simplifying the mortgage process. Check out the tools we offer to realtors and homebuyers at alcova.com slash realtors. Alcova Mortgage, equal housing lender. NMLS ID number 40508, org. Before we go, please show us some love by subscribing on your listening platform of choice and leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you share this with your friends and be sure to listen in next week. Until then, this is Marjorie Adam. Don't forget to check out the show notes for a recap. This podcast was made possible by listeners like you. Thank you so much for your support.